special edition of the National Department Mashcast. I'm Jared, I'm here with podcast booth and staff writer, Nick Zonkevich. Hey, how's everybody doing? I'm also here with the guest host, Mikey Kenny. Yo. Yes, and uh, this special edition is called Skill Not Necessary. And honestly, it stemmed from an interview on PC Gamer uh, with the CEO of Tripwire Interactive, Jonathan Gib- Gibson, mm-hmm. uh, where he was talking about how current, you know, the I guess the current atmosphere of first-person shooters has him discouraged. And it's uh, not necessarily uh, the, the fact that, uh, you know, his games aren't as popular as some, I think, but more so it's it's more about the players. He says that... Call of Duty has almost ruined a generation of shooter players. Not shooters, but shooter players. Mm-hmm. By the time this podcast actually comes out, the that interview should probably be a couple weeks old. A week or two old at that point. But it's a couple things he talked about how uh, you know, there's no, there's no fear, no tension in the game. Uh, Call of Duty takes individual skill out of the equation. The weapons take no skill to use and you know he'll bring shooter players in because actually they're releasing a uh, a standalone expansion to Red Orchestra too soon and he you know he brought some players in to 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 play to you know do play testing and they're kind of like oh this is too hardcore you know I'm great at Call of Duty this game sucks <laughs> and he said it was driving him crazy <laughs> you know when you know stuff like that was happening but you know it leads to a greater conversation of games in general, I think that you you'll be hard pressed to find somebody who's been playing games for a long time who's not going to tell you that games have gotten easier. Like the the the, the skill level has gotten lower, the bar to entry, if it exists anymore, <laughs> it's low. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's pretty much what we're going to talk about today. But I guess we might as well just you know we can we can start off with shooters since we're already already here. Um, so. I guess I'm just asking, like, what do you guys think about that? The day of the arena shooters almost dead. Almost dead? Arena shooters are dead. I, and, I, and, and it kills me on the inside. I love arena I, shooters. I think they can make a comeback, but it'd be really hard. Yeah, the amount of skill that it takes to play an arena shooter. Actually, there's another there's an article that Ben Kuchera did on PA Report that actually had a video of, a, of an old... So not, well, not really old, but you know, it was it was a Quake live matchup, and the player is explaining how he won the match, and there is not a single second of the match that's going on that he's not talking and explaining exactly strategy, what's going on. Exactly what's going on, where that really doesn't happen in Call of Duty, you know. Like I'm, 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 I'm sorry. Oh, no, you know, I'm just, I'm just gonna say Call of Duty because I don't want to seem like I'm beating up on Call of Duty alone because it's that formula. Like, it's not just Call of Duty that has that formula now. Because it's so successful, you see other games take that formula. Battlefield is getting into a similar uh, for, uh, formula. Um, Homefront has that formula. A lot of multiplayer shooters are taking that formula of dumbing down the game for players. Mm-hmm. You know, like, you know, for example, it's the, the fact that of, like, uh, not necessarily perks, but, you know, the kill streaks. That you can just rack up kills with kill streaks. You kill, you know, a couple people in a row, and then you get like, you know, three jets that can fly by and bomb the entire map. You get more kills and you get more kill streaks. And 
to me, that's not even fun. That's why I don't play Call of Duty multiplayer when that happens. But like what, get, what gets me about kill streaks? It's like you're rewarding. I get that we're rewarding the player for doing good, but then you're like beating the little person who just died over the head with like a giant hammer, saying you suck. Oh, now you're not. Not only did that one kill just like screw your team, but that guy just got four more kills because you died the and got him his four kill streak. Whatever. It just seems like just beating people into the ground. It no, it, it is, but because of the compressed skill gap, so the next match that you play, then the person that got their ass kicked, you know, in the, in the last match, now has the opportunity that. You know, with some if effectively, what you know, some randomness. If they can just get a few more kills and start going down that path, it's a lot easier for them to come back. And overall, everybody can sort of, you know, effectively trade wins and play on an even path. And so, it's not like one person's constantly getting beat down time and time again. Like, oh hey, I had a bad match and you, you kicked my ass. And the next match, you know, I can come back and if I just get a few quick early kills and get those jets first, then you know I can make it even and 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 we can keep going. So overall, it, it's. It's 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 setting a level of parity for for everybody, but th- there is no at this uh, because of things like that. There is no reward for being good at the game. That's right. that that's the that's the problem. Like, why even play? There's no reward for being good at the game. But there's you're, you're, no. But 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 there's no. It, when you say there's no reward for being good at the game, fundamentally, what it is is that there's no di- there's no punishment for sucking at the game. What do you what? The, you, well, th- mean, there's still the greatest reward of all of I'm winning. Like yes. I think we're I think we're I think we're neglecting the fact that the reward of being good is you win. And I I you're hard pressed to find anyone who doesn't think as winning as a you know. But what the being but a winning, negative. winning is shallow. Winning doesn't mean anything. That don't matter. I can. <laughs> it does I, matter. You, no, it tro- I, to I, you yes, but I'm telling you to like. Any any like five year old on the internet playing Call of Duty, they're like, "Oh, I won! I can talk trash to all these people now because I'm better than them in this one match." Oh, maybe that may be the case. I'm talking about like for me as an adult. Oh well, yeah, <laughs> you as an adult, that's different. I'm talking about like population over shooters overall. Like we're talking Call of Duty is not just adults. I mean, we have 15 teenagers. Like it. I mean, it spreads the gambit. As an adult, yeah, I mean, winning shallow. You don't get much out of winning at our phase in life but like to them they're like oh i just beat like these old people at this shooter ha 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 i'm better than them i'm gonna rub it in their face but i, I don't know if you're you're almost kind of putting the cart before the horse here because you're, you're talking about how sort of widespread the call of duty audience is and i think the reason that audience is so widespread is because the game is so easy to be you know, and I'm kind of using exactly. that here, to be good at. You no, know, one of the reasons why it has such mass market appeal is because it's it's easy to get to the stage where you're you're at the same effective level as all the other good players, and so you can get those, you know, easy win, easy kill streaks, easy wins, and sort of feel good about yourself. Like yeah, for example, yeah. Like, I I see like Call of Duty players like for, okay, for example, with with UT players. Uh, one thing, like you know, if you were in a server that can measure your accuracy and stuff like that, that's what you would boast about. If you had, a, if you had a good accuracy, or you know, you you be, you you beat a a team or a player that was known to be good. With Call of Duty, all I hear people talk about is like I'm six prestige, seven prestige, and they boast about it. But to get prestige, that that all that means you spent, played for a really long exactly. Time. You just played for a really long time. Doesn't mean you got better at the game. 
You know, like, it just means that you played for a really long time. Like, if you play, you will gain levels, period. I mean, you'll gain levels faster if you are better at the game. But you'll... Go ahead. I just wanted to, like... I mean, fundamentally, you would think that a shooter would be about skill. You know, your ability to aim the reticule at your target and time your shot such that you actually hit your target and presumably do as much damage as possible, if not outright kill it. And... Where does leveling even come into that? I mean, I, I understand, you know, s- some of the RPG elements that maybe make it more fun to sort of like, you know, develop your weapons or something. But well, fundamentally, at the end of the day, they're, they're, I, I think like a pure, a pure shooter doesn't need levels. It doesn't need experience. It doesn't need any of that. Well, leveling kind of gets you to where, oh, I'm progressing. It, it kind of – there's something – I think there's something like psychological about seeing a bar fill up and realizing that you're accomplishing something. So I think that kind of plays in that. And not only that, the level experience kind of came into play once they stop. Like, I don't know. Did, are there any weapons on the map of Call of Duty? No. That, like, spawn? No? Only from the people okay. that are dead. Okay. <laughs> so, the, and you know what? It, I remember it used to be, like, if someone had a really good weapon on, like, a UT map, or, or maybe not UT, but, like, on a map, even in Halo, like... If you killed them, you'd pick up their weapon and continue on, and then you got the power weapon. Now in Call of Duty, it's like, well, if you get to level 60, you have all the weapons, and you should be using such and such weapon. So it's not necessary to see, oh, they've got this weapon. I need to kill them to pick it up so I can have the control. Right. You know what? The thing with Call of Duty, even though Call of Duty greatly resembles an arena shooter without the movement, you know, the, the, the movement skill... Uh, I can, it's a, it's still, technically speaking, a military shooter, so I can see why you you really can't have weapons just laying around and respawning and shit like that. It just right wouldn't fit that world. But I think I think you're absolutely right. Like you know, like it's you get those weapons at a a certain level, so it really doesn't like you know. There's no reason to to worry about map control. And I, I actually I was having a conversation with. With what's up with a Call of Duty player, and he's like, "Of course you have to do map control. You have to take these certain positions, and that's how you outsnipe the enemy." I'm like, "No, no, that's not map control. It's like taking advantage of the map in such a way that it it, it puts your enemies at like a dis a serious disadvantage. I mean, if you're sitting in certain places in Call of Duty, you throw a grenade up there, and that's the end of that situation. It's not that big of a deal, or you just don't go that way anymore. But in a game like UT or Quake, you have to go to certain locations." Mm-hmm. You know, to that's, get power-ups and weapons and stuff like that. Like, there, I mean, there's only certain areas in a map where Omega or a health or a uh, yellow armor pack falls. In Halo, the rocket launcher would spawn every so often in a certain area. So there was always this cluster around that rocket launcher to see who could grab it and then just have control of the of the field for a little bit. Right. But it may be, it may be a little unfair to compare... Um, you know, like Call of Duty to Halo and to UT, because technically speaking, they're not the same type of game. So, right. Let's talk about other military shooters. Okay. Let's talk about like Call of Duty versus okay, let's say or Counter Strike or Call of Duty versus Insurgency or Call of okay. Duty versus um Red Orchestra, like okay. uh, you know, like uh, Gibson was talking about. Okay. So like you you we, we man, it's great. I love games like Red Orchestra and I love Counter Strike. And I love Insurgency, but you never really see the communities swell, except with Counter-Strike, because Counter-Strike has its own following, so that's a different story. But you'll never see, like, the Red Orchestra community swell, or the Insurgency, as good as that game is. Like, 
the community will never swell because people have a hard time adjusting to playing those games now. Mm-hmm. You know, like when I was uh, beta testing Insurgency, uh, which I'm still pay- uh, playing it, and you see some players come in and complain about the fact that they're getting killed all the time, and like their constant reply is like, "Why don't you stop running around the fucking map like a noob? <laughs> you know, stop running around, and you'll stop getting killed. Like work the map." And they just couldn't get it, and it was like, you know, then they start talking about Call of Duty. You know, this guy, you know, come play Call of Duty. I'll kill you in Call of Duty. Like, well, this isn't Call of Duty, and that's why you're dying like that. But players have a hard time adjusting to the, like, the gameplay style, you know, like the realistic recoil, or like in Red Orchestra, like you know the the the. It's not so bad. Well, insurgency it takes some getting used to because you don't have the the reticule, like there is no HUD almost. But in Red Orchestra, it's even harder because of the style of weapons you're using. You know, using the uh-huh. iron sights, there is no holographic, you know, crosshair. Like you can get uh-huh. in insurgency, and Red Orchestra is even harder. But these games never swell because you know, actually, you know, people complain about you know they call you campers, but you're not necessarily a camper if you're if you're like you know chilling out in a in a field, scoping out the area and trying to pick off a few enemies before you go into an area. It's, it's I think that technically meets the definition of camping, but it also happens to be like that's the way you play. That's how real combat is. You know, you don't have people running around in real combat because shit, they'll get killed and they don't respawn. So, yeah. So, I mean, you know, and, and, you know, if, if you have a developer who's looking to inject their game with realism, that's the direction that it's going to head. And, you know, and, and I think that there, maybe the problem there is just that as gamers, we don't want realism in our games. We kind of want to, I don't know if it's, we want to feel superhuman or we just don't simply want to deal with the actual consequences, but I mean, we can, you know, run out into a, you know, the middle of a field and, you know, maybe we kill three or four guys before we get taken down, but Hey, you know, we come out plus three on the exchange. So that worked out towards my <laughs> kill score. Yeah. So, you know, it, it's, it's, you know, a valid strategy in call of duty is not a valid strategy as red orchestra. And that's not a red, valid strategy in life. So, yeah, I mean, the I don't want to necessarily say that people who play Red Orchestra or Insurgency want realism because if you want realism, like they play stuff like America's Army or they play like Arma, you know, mm-hmm. stuff like that. If you really, really want to get real, right? Mm-hmm. But like, you know, but you, I like, for example, I love Insurgency and Red Orchestra because it's a challenge, you know, like, it's a challenge. Like, when I play, actually, I just did a preview of Insurgency, like, you know, I, I go down and I, I go play Insurgency, there's a map. That has a, a underground car garage. Okay, I get downstairs that underground car garage. Now, if that was Call of Duty, I just reverse the car garage and look around for people to kill. Not even a problem. I probably have music blaring. Wouldn't make a fucking difference. I go down a red orchestra, not orchestra, but insurgency. I peek around the corner. I don't see anybody. I'm like, oh shit. <laughs> <laughs> I don't hear any gunfire. I don't hear people walking around. I'm like, I don't even know if I should go in there. They're just waiting for me to come in here so they can fucking kill me. <laughs> like that's it's a lot. Of, it's tension that you don't get in game in, in a normal game. It's a challenge for me to have to sneak in there, make sure I'm not seen, make sure I'm not heard, get to the objective point, and then once they realize I'm there, I gotta kill them. I have to kill them as they're coming to kill me. But see, I, th- I think that sort of leads to the fundamental question. You are a very specific type of gamer. You look for challenge. And that that to you is what's fun. Is is finding a challenge and then conquering it, and being able to say, "Look, I I achieved this level of personal skill, and that you know that makes me awesome." But I think it, there, 
there's a larger subset of gamers that they're not looking for that challenge there. Maybe I don't know if they're looking just for a release. They're looking for something where the level of difficulty just isn't there. And so for them to be able to come into call of duty and just, you know, wipe everyone out with a jet strike pretty easily, you know, that right there, it's like, look at all the chaos I'm doing. That's what gives me my, my joy. It's not necessarily any sort of actual accomplishment that they're feeling, or, or at least the, I guess maybe it's more so that the actual amount of investment it takes to achieve that accomplishment needs to be much lower because for whatever reason, that's just what they're looking for out of their games. It's not that they're looking for any significant challenge, you know, that they don't, they don't need to deal with that. They're lame. (laughs) (laughs) But I'm just saying like, you know, with shooters before, you know, you'd have your easier shooters, you have your harder shooters, but each shooter still has some type of learning curve and challenge, and players were more willing to learn. You know, they wouldn't just play a game like, oh, this game, unless they just really didn't like the game, or they wouldn't say, I wouldn't hear, like, this game is too hard, I'm out of here. You know, this game just isn't for me. Okay, it's fine, but, like, you know, each game still has some type of learning curve. Like, there is no learning curve with Call of Duty, or games of that of that nature even battlefield like to be honest with you it's not really a learning curve there the only learning curve to battlefield is you have to find a team that'll work together yeah, that's one thing about battlefield there really there really is a learning curve but even like with a game like counter-strike there's a learning curve whereas like you know where should like how far away can the enemy hear me running where should mm-hmm. i throw flashbangs you know mm-hmm. stuff like that what should i do in x situation okay Maybe maybe this is just me and I'm I'm hearing something that's not there, but I feel like all the games that you're denigrating and maybe maybe denigrating is too strong a word, but I feel like all you're you're you're, you're there's a division here that we're not quite addressing and I feel it it might be crucial to the discussion, but I feel like you're saying like all the PC games are awesome and all the console games are terrible. No, cuz no. Battlefield's a PC game. Yeah. Battlefield 3 is, it is, but it's predominantly played on PC. Exactly. Battlefield players play on PC. Uh, Call of Duty's predominantly played on console, though, but... Now, yeah. Yeah. And there is a difference between, like, let's say Call of Duty 2 and Call of Duty 4, that you can see the difference in how the game's played. Because Call Uh of Duty 2 was definitely on console, and it didn't do that great. Call of Duty 2 is good on PC, though, wasn't it? it? Oh, yeah, it's excellent on PC. Yeah. But then you get Call of Duty 4, which is like when you int- when you have a shooter, a console shooter, okay? That a console shooter, I'm sorry, by nature it has to be easier. It has to be easier because the thing is the players they can't react as quickly and it's a, it's a slower game technically speaking. So you have to make it, it it's easier for players to kill one another. I can agree with that. If you play Unreal Tournament 2004 and then you try to play UT uh, Championship on Xbox, you can feel the difference a lot. Yeah. You can feel the difference between Unreal 3, Unreal 3 and um, Unreal Tournament 3 and UT2K4. Yeah, but I'd say that's because they com- try to revamp UT completely. I don't well, think they try to make UT a console shooter per se. Well, they was, they, they kind of did because they, they really wanted to go they wanted to go heavily on the PS3. They thought it was going to go be, be a very big game on the PS3. Well, let's look okay, let's look at two arena shooters that were kind of out at the same time. Let's look at like Unreal Tournament versus Halo. Halo's an arena shooter. Like why do you think like they put low grav in Halo? Because it fit the world that great? No, because they need like you know, having players jump around and shit is it's hard to hit. It's hard to hit players that are jumping around. Like look at Quake. This is why Quake does not work well on on consoles. It's hard to hit them too much, so that's why they put low grav into it. 
Because now when you jump, you're fucking floating in the air. You yeah. know, it's, it's easier to track. You know? Also, um, fucking uh, regenerating health. Regenerating health came from console shooters. And that, that really helped people, as opposed to getting hurt and having to go find a health pack, you know, which is a form of map control. You can hurt somebody and make sure they can't heal themselves. Yeah. You know? Like, like, like that video that was on the, uh, the PA Report article. You can hurt somebody and make sure they can't heal themselves. And that's how you take them out. Map control. So it, it eliminates that aspect of map control. And now map, there is no such thing as map control in most shooters. You know, in most shooters, there is no such thing as, as map control as that stands. In, you know? in that aspect, you're in right. In that aspect. Where you control the weapons. You control the power-ups. You control right. the health. You control Cause, yeah, the shields. Because most games don't have that. I mean, you don't need health when you have regenerating health. Exactly. I mean, ammo I mean, ammo isn't a problem because normally you die fast enough to where you respawn and you'll have full ammo again anyway. Right. Like, you- people are okay. With, that's another thing is I've noticed that people are okay with dying. Like, it, dying isn't that big of a, big of a deal. Because you respawn, yeah. You respawn, like, in three seconds. And it's, let's go. Full ammo, full health. Let's go. Yeah. I mean, for a, an arena shooter, well, not even, for arena shooter, that's not necessarily uh, like uncommon, but for a military shooter, it's kind of like, oh, like, dying shouldn't be is something so easily shruggable. <laughs> you know? But... No, oh, just it's it sucks because Call of Duty is the best example we can come up with because the a lot of a lot it's of the only sh- one that gets played right now. Yeah, exactly. Like, and that says something too. Like, a lot of games try to clone that style and it just doesn't work, and that's because we don't need more than one. You know, we don't need more than one Call of Duty. That's, I mean, but yeah, that's the sucky part is no, no, we but- only we only need one, and that's why none of the others can compete because they're all trying to be Call of Duty, and that's the problem. Yeah. But the other problem is that that one is just so popular and so effectively powerful within the marketplace. So, that so what it, they should do is try to surpass it. Well, you're 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 right, and I and the but the pro- the problem is nobody can think to how to surpass. They can only think to sort copy. of copy. Then that's the problem: is they're not trying to surpass Call of Duty; they're trying to copy it. But they're but they're playing a feudal game because Call of Duty comes out every year. You're just going to try and copy something that comes out every year that someone could just pick up and know that this is going to work versus, oh, well, it's a copy. This might work, well, you know? Even even then, though, you see, like, you know, Red Orchestra, you know, with their tests and trying to, you know, they're not trying to make Call of Duty. They're trying to make Red Orchestra. Right. And so, but even, you know, but even still in their tests, they bring in the Call of Duty players. And what's the number one complaint they hear? It's not Call of Duty. It's not Call of Duty. So even if you're, even if you're not trying to work in that direction, Call of Duty, it's, it's not just the elephant in the room. It's the room. And you can't, you can't avoid it. I mean, there's a. I was reading. Uh, there, there's an article that uh, we talked about. Uh, actually, I don't. I don't know if we actually talked about it, but it was. Uh, it was from last year. Uh, there were the the developers from Borderlands uh, were talking about how they uh, they how they they had a team who had to go through and sort of decipher what all of the uh, they had to go through and de- decipher like what the feedback meant on their test runs. And one of the complaints they got a lot was it's not like Call of Duty and Borderlands isn't even like a. It's it's not even necessarily like a shooter in the same respect, but it's still a shooter. And just because it doesn't feel like call of duty, like that's as dumb as it sounds, that's the gold standard for games. That's the gold standard for shooters. If you have a gun in your game, like everybody's going to be like, oh, it's not, it's not, if it's not like call of duty, it sucks. And that's kind of on the one hand, it's terrible, but that's, that's how it is. 
Let's see, I call... Well, go ahead, call it. <laughs> well, I call BS on that in a sense because I'm like, Far Cry 3 isn't Call of Duty. It doesn't feel like Call of Duty to me at all. But and I... that did awesome. But that's not Except a multiplayer, for it's multiplayer shooter. Yeah, yeah exactly. Sure. That's not that a multiplayer a, shooter. Single player shooter. But Borderlands was a single player like co-op experience shooter. So I'm like, I don't know. You know, and, and that's the thing. I mean, it, we, you know, as I said, I, don't, I, you know, I'm only citing the one interview with the Borderlands developers. But I feel like I'm sure at some point, at some point in the Far Cry development, somebody mentioned the words Call of Duty. <laughs> well, yeah, no, I. It's unfortunate to say, but now. I'd, God, Infinity Ward, what did you do to this world? <laughs> but I, I don't, I don't necessarily blame Infinity Ward. I mean, it's it's the kind of no. situation. I mean, it, it, they made it, four was good, and then it it just turned into something they couldn't control anymore. Exactly. It's 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 one of those things like every other game wishes they had their problems. I'll, I'll admit, I loved modern like Call of Duty Four Modern Warfare. I I played the shit out of it and I loved it, and it was awesome when I first got it. And then and then the that's kind of when this whole snowball effect just kind of took place, and yeah, because they wanted to make it bigger and better, and ultimately that led to make adding more things to the game that made it easier to play. You can rack up kills without really killing anybody. That's the problem. Right. Like you call on that damn helicopter, and it's killing half the people on the map. Anything Which is one of the biggest touches, complaints I had yeah. about four. <laughs> yeah, like anything that the fucking sun touches, it'll kill them. And like you, there's nothing you can do about it. You have to stay. Oh, you have you to stay rocket. out of yeah. Yeah, that's the thing. You have to stay out of the way. But that's the thing. Like for example, like I was playing Modern Warfare three with a friend for a little bit, right? And dude, like instead of packing a sidearm, I had to pack a fucking rocket launcher. <laughs> because every time the helicopter. Okay, every time somebody called out a fucking helicopter, we had to shoot it down. Like that's but, ridiculous. But, but, but right there, though, to a degree, isn't that kind of badass? Like, look, no. I don't even carry a sidearm. No, I'm a rocket launcher. No, it's annoying as piss. Oh, it's annoying that because I can't. Yeah, like when my main when my main weapon, my primary weapon runs out of ammo, I have to reload it now as opposed to switching to my sidearm. If I do switch to my sidearm and I kill somebody with a rocket launcher, I feel like a dick. So is, again, isn't that badass? Like, look, like my sidearm is a rocket launcher. No, badass. No, it's no. not. It's no. I think think we have to agree to disagree on this one. No, well, I think anybody who uses a rocket launcher or like, you know, a grenade launcher against normal people, they're pussies. You are a pussy. They are badass pussies. What what I hated was noob tubes across the map. And like, because everyone knew where they spawned, everyone get the rifle with the, with the grenade launchers. And they knew just the right angle to shoot it to where it was just so stupid. But isn't that isn't that skill in and of itself that you need to know this exact angle to be able to kill what you need to kill? No, that's just like you know, you you see the kill cams too. You see people running around with the fucking noob tube loaded, and as soon as they see somebody, bam, they click, Boom. and then that and it's, it's over. You know, like what's the fun in that? I don't know. We're getting a little bit off topic, but good. What is the fun in that, people? <laughs> because you get to go out there and blow shit up. It's like. No, it's like the 12? first time you're playing like Grand Theft Auto 3 and you just start running around in your car, running people over, taking guns and start randomly creating chaos in the streets. It's just, it's, 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 you're doing something. This is where you're taking advantage of the, the virtual reality that video games offer. You're doing something that you could never do in real life that is basically physically impossible. And you're kind of going out there and it gives you a, a brief opportunity to feel super powered and, and almost omnipotent until somebody kills you for being a noob. And then you got to start back over again. But 
Yeah, well, like I said, with those games, like, it's my biggest thing about it is, like, there, it takes, I, there's no sense of satisfaction for me, like, when I play those games. And the fa- it just pisses me off when I know somebody doesn't really have the skill, but they can get a kill on me anyway because of some bullshit that they're able to pull. You know, or the fact that there is no reward for being good at that game. There's no See, reward. I think that's I think that's sort of the, the great dichotomy here is that fundamentally there's two types of players. There's, there's, there's two types of games players, period, regardless of genre. And there's those that just sort of want an easy, quick, you know, I want to feel overpowered. I want to, you know, I just want to blow off some steam and, and just, you know, wreak a lot of shit. And then there's those that actually want, that want to be challenged and want to feel rewarded for overcoming an actual challenge. And I think, you know, this is sort of the axis that we're seeing it on with respect to shooters as far as the actual difficulty of, of the game itself. But, I mean, you, you, you know, I mean, there's other genres where you might see that too as far as, you know, with platformers, as far as how difficult they might be or anything like that. And I, I think it, the problem, I think, by and large, is that most people are looking to games. They're not looking for, to them to get a challenge. I think they're looking at them as sort of for escapist purposes. For you know, they want that release. They just put in a hard day at the office. That's their challenge. You know, they're getting their paycheck. That's their accumulative reward. That's like XP. Your money accumulates. You know, over the course of a year. And you know, at the, so... at the end of the day, they just want to come home and blow off some steam. And if 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 they do that by ordering a jet strike in Call of Duty, then so be it. I disagree. So you what what, what, what do you, okay well what do you think then people are looking to get out of their games especially Call of Duty because power fantasy well yeah. the, people different people are looking for different things I think everybody wants some sort like especially when you play multiplayer shooters you're playing when you're playing against other people multiplayer shooters it's not just like we're not talking about a single player experience here we're talking about multiplayer com- like, you're competing against mm-hmm. other players so you want to get you want those kills. You want those, uh, you know, you want to beat these other players, but like doing it skill like, without skill, like what's the point? Like doing it, like with, with no skills, like what does that really prove to yourself? Like why? That's not even fun. The fun part of the game. Well, to them, the the thing is, you're ta- you're talking like these people actually know what skill is. First off, like the problem is they don't know what they think they are skilled because they can go five and two and call or you know because they can rack in so many kills in Call of Duty. They don't know that they're not because they don't play those other games. Yeah, and when they do play those other games, they immediately so, run with their tail back between their so, legs to Call of Duty, where well, they can't kill still. Yes. Well, that's what I'm trying to like. That's what I'm saying. Like, Jarrett, like you, me, and Nick, we know what skill is in a shooter. To these people, like, oh, twenty and oh in Call of Duty, yeah, that's skill. No, it just means you get get luck. You didn't get hit by anything random. Yeah, you, you, <laughs> you just didn't get hit by some random shit out of the middle of nowhere. Good job. Go play the next match. Oh, you went fifteen and five. You don't see, and half the time you don't even see the same people in the same room unless you have a shitty connection, and then you get grouped up with everyone else who has like a below par connection or whatever. Right. So I mean, the, that's the thing. No one knows what skill is anymore. But even like, and stuff- to them that this is a challenge. Like, yeah, even, how can I get throughout Call of Duty without dying? Even stuff like, um, like the maps are not even a challenge anymore. The map is just a setting at this point. Because even when we talked about it before, Modern Warfare Three, the developers said when they were creating the multiplayer, they wanted to make sure players couldn't be shot from more than four directions at a time. <laughs> what? Yeah, uh, that was one of their more goals. More than four. More than four. That's what that was. That was their goal, and they wanted the shots to be par- not parallel, but you know intersecting with each other 
that was a goal if they can make it happen. Of course, it's not uh, it's not in every single place in every single map. So but basically, mo- you you most, only have to watch for two lanes at a time. Yeah, most of, and most maps you either have to watch for in front of you, behind you, or maybe like from uh, the side to side when you see an intersection or like another opening coming up to make it very easy. Whereas games with like Insurgency or Red Orchestra, the maps are so intricate. It's like you could think like you could play a map ten times, right? Think you've found a really safe place, and somebody else could find a way to get up there and and kill your ass for being you know for for sitting up there for so long, you know. That's the thing, like the the the, the map, like you know the way the maps are made, are even it's even easier than it makes the game even easier than like you know before, and that's not just like with like you know military shooters, even like games like Unreal Tournament and and Quake, like the way the maps were constructed, they were constructed very specifically not just created so that you know that you have a backdrop the maps were part of the game and that really doesn't feel like doesn't really seem to be the case anymore like you know you were watching some 1v1s or you know back in the day before you could do it before you could stream it across the internet um you know you watching some 1v1s like you on utv or watching it on um uh source tv and hearing an announcer say, like, yeah, this team is really good at this map. They have the strategies down for this map, and it's going to be very hard for X team to beat them. Like, you really can't hear You're not going to hear that anymore. Map can, maps don't play as much as a factor as they used to. But isn't that part of the reason, though, why, like, Call of Duty isn't as popular for, you know, like, streaming matches and everything? Like, because I, I think when you were saying in, the, in Black Ops 2, didn't they put in, like, a whole... Um, like they made it easier to stream your matches, and you're like nobody cares about that for Black Ops Two. Yeah, well, the, the reason reason why Call of Duty doesn't get bagged for competitive reasons is because it ch- the game changes every year, and this isn't yeah, like Madden. No... Like, yeah, like Madden, like Madden fans, like they compete in a new Madden every year, and they have like one Madden tournament a year, and that's it. I think Call of Duty yeah. may they may try the same thing, but if you want to build up an esport, you need it needs to be out consistently like you need to you have, it needs to be out like that game so people can play it and play it to the point where they master it you know like they find new strategies like even, like, even with counter-strike people still finding new strategies for old maps so mm-hmm. so is maybe that the problem then that players that, that call of duty isn't available to players long enough for them to get to the level of mastery that we've seen out of like unreal tournament or anything like that like if they're constantly changing it every year right around the time when they'd actually get to you know achieve some level of zen with the game that no one has seen before right around the time that that should happen supports cut off and they got to jump over to the next version and start from scratch again well they don't, they don't necessarily have to start from scratch i mean that might play a small factor they can play a small factor call of duty you can transfer skill from one to another but I'll put it. Here's a good example. Okay, Call of Duty. You can transfer skill from one Call of Duty to another Call of Duty. You're not transferring that skill anywhere else. Okay. Whereas if you play Counter Strike, you can transfer Counter Strike skill to other games, to other military shooters, if you want to, or even games like you know, even arena shooters with uh, in terms of like accuracy and and uh, not necessarily movement, but you know, stealth movement and stuff like that. Or like Unreal Tournament, you can take your skills from Unreal Tournament and transfer that to other games. Like when I moved from UT to Counter Strike, like officially, because I played Counter Strike a lot before when I when, you know when I was playing UT competitively. But then when I moved from UT to Counter Strike, I was like my accuracy was so good because of how I, I knew how to aim very fast. 
like I did in UT, but I I could apply that speed to Counter Strike, you know. But I can't yeah, I can't take any of the skills I, I learned from Call of Duty and transfer it to Counter Strike or Unreal Tournament. But they don't apply to other shooters on the console, at least. What Call of Duty? I mean, with the skills you learn in Call of Duty, I don't think so. Like, what other like? I mean, it's hard for me to tell because a well, lot of the skill that I've learned has been from Counter Strike, Unreal Tournament, Quake, you know, stuff like that. Red, no, not, I was going to say Red Orchestra, but like um, Rainbow Six, you know, back when Rainbow Six wasn't all about Hollywood. Rainbow Six was like Rainbow Six, like, you know, Strike Team Alpha, Wolf Call, you know, stuff like that. <laughs> yeah, but, but I mean, fundamentally, aren't all those games on the PC, like you're telling me, like in, in Counter-Strike, you learned how to re- real quickly, or rather, or Unreal Tournament, you learned how to quickly, you know, control the mouse and keyboard effectively to be able to, you, you know, move your reticule and aim everything effectively. And then that translates to all the other shooters that are on the PC. So I guess I'm asking, like, shouldn't if you kind of figure out how to, you know, effectively use one console shooter, doesn't does that mean that you should effectively know how to use all console shooters? Not really. No. The, the, the thing, what well, the, the thing about like a, a game like Call of Duty, like you know, all you do, like, it, it's sad to say, but like all you really need to do is aim at that person, like aim at that person, and that's and then pull the trigger, and that's pretty much it. Like, whereas with Counter-Strike, you can aim at that person, but you need to adjust for recoil. You need to adjust for their movements, and their movements aren't going to be smooth. And you can take that skill and move it to another game, and, like, if the game has recoil, you can just adjust for the recoil of that game, and you'll be all set, you know? But, like, I see, like, when when Counter-Strike, when CSGO came out, you would see players who play Call of Duty come in and then just hold the trigger down when somebody was shooting, you know, at them. Well, you know, when you're shooting at somebody, I had a guy who crouched, held the trigger down, and didn't hit me once. And I just <laughs> shot him in the head with the Desert Eagle, and that was it. It was like that scene from Pulp Fiction. That's, that's exactly what I was going to say. Like, <laughs> uh, are yeah. you actually Samuel L. Jackson? <laughs> what ain't no country I ever heard of? <laughs> oh my god. Oh shit. But um, yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's. It, they, there's no skill transfer from Call of Duty to other games. You can transfer skill from Call of Duty to Call of Duty, but not not to other games. You know. Can you transfer? But can you transfer skill from Call of Duty over to Battlefield? No, because Battlefield no. actually it has more recoil. Like if you just hold the trigger down in Battlefield, yeah, you won't you, get shit. Yeah, unless you're really close range to that person, that's a different story. But like, you tend not to be in Battlefield. I have I have yet to fa- find a reason to crouch in Call of Duty. So, I guess the question that I have here then is: it, Call of Duty has this massive fan base that all all everybody kind of wants to go at, and they kind of almost have to go at because their fan base is almost all consuming. And if that's the case, but you're saying that the skills that you learn, and and even then, I think that the way that we're talking about Call of Duty skills being very very low level skills. Um, to yeah. say that the skills that you learn don't transfer to other games, like isn't that sort of the great question that developers have to come up with? Like, how can I make a game that will appeal to Call of Duty fans that you know presumably will at least allow them to use transfer those skills over? Because if they can, if they can come in and enjoy my game, then they'll hopefully buy it in the same num- numbers that they're buying Call of Duty. Yet, how can I still make a game that's enjoyable and that, that I I feel proud to make? And so, well, if you could answer that question, we wouldn't have this problem. <laughs> that that's, is very. I true. mean, that you're you're asking a million dollar question, and unfortunately, no one has an answer right now. Because yeah, no, like the thing is, like 
if Call of Duty didn't exist in its current form, if Modern Warfare didn't exist, I believe players would be more willing to try and learn newer shooters. But because they're coming into these new shooters and they're failing horribly, they go back to playing Call of Duty. Well, not just that. It's because they can go back to Call of Duty every year. They don't. Call of Duty doesn't get... They don't... Call of Duty... I hate to say this, but people probably think Call of Duty doesn't get stale because the new game comes out every year so they can just play the new one that has a couple changes and they know everyone else is going to be playing it. So then why would they go and play something that's just like it that might not come out for a little bit, that might not have the adoption that Call of Duty has? Right. Yeah, I totally, I, I, I definitely agree with you on that. It's, it's, it's always, it is always on YouTube. Activision does a great job of keeping the content in their face. We bitch about it because they charge. It's, it's unbelievable how much money people are spending on Call of Duty every year, you know. Yeah. But that is true. Activision is feeding them content, and therefore it probably will never get stale, you know. But even in like, that sense. It's right, stale yeah. in the sense that it's the same, like, it tends to play, like... Yeah, I think the thing about <sighs> Call of Duty is that it, it just is so... It's so oversimplistic. Like, it's not only... There are other games that have the Call of Duty formula, but require something else. Like, with yes. Call of Duty, you can go in one-man army, win a match, be the king of the world. But, like, let's see, let's look at, um... Spe- uh, I think Special Forces Team X, which is a third-person shooter... Which I could, I think that game played a lot like Call of Duty in a third-person sense. However, there was a distinct focus on teamwork that you had to work with your team to overcome like your the the enemy, and you were bonused by fighting with your team. That actually made that game fun to me. Whereas Call of Duty is not a lot of fun to play because there's no there's no type of effort that I have to put into it. At least with oh. Special Forces Team X, I have to actively work with my teammates. And unless you're playing domination, I and mean, if you're playing just you know basic kill deathmatch, you can, like you said, be yeah. a one man wrecking crew. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. So, but like, um, oh, besides shooters, though, I mean, in general, games have been getting oh yeah easier. Like, and I don't think it's any, like I said earlier, you'd be hard pressed to find somebody who's been playing games for a long time that can't admit that. I mean, dude, just look at the platform. Oh, go ahead, go ahead. What are you gonna say? If, if we've been playing games for a long time, doesn't that just mean that we're just getting that much better? No. No. <laughs> well, no. At, like, I was gonna bring up. I'm getting worse. I'm bring... getting worse. <laughs> I was gonna bring up platformers, whereas you know when 3D platformers first came out, like you know you had like you know Mario 64, uh, Jack and Daxter, you know. Even Ratchet and Clank, stuff like that. Whereas now, like, with platforming, like, you know, Assassin's Creed is considered platforming. When uh, that, that is, is, that is, like, connect the dots, like yeah. <laughs> Mikey There's, said. It, it's like, just hold X and press up. There's no timing, there's no... I mean, it makes sense in Assassin's Creed why it's being that way, because it's open world, and you can't really... If I had to press X and time every single jump to... And, press a button to grab every single thing that I had to grab to get around in Assassin's Creed. Holy fuck would that be annoying. Could you imagine pressing square every time you needed to grab something? Yes, I could. That that would <laughs> just, but that is you'd be like mashing the shit out of square more than you do in Dynasty Warriors. But at least I'd be climbing. But <laughs> But yeah, that's the thing like 
Well, like, you know, Uncharted, Tomb Raider, like, there is, like... Yeah. Well, at least Tomb Raider had some, time, like, you know, some speed puzzles. QTEs. QTEs, speed puzzles, stuff like that, but, like, Uncharted is just, like, grab the walls, climb the stuff, and that, yeah, Uncharted, like, you know... if you ever die from a platform event in Uncharted, you're just not paying attention. Yeah, obviously, like, oh, I was talking to somebody, sorry, like... Yeah, <laughs> like, you're, you're not paying attention to the clues, you're not paying attention to, like, the big brown shiny object that says jump here please basically like they could the only way they could make that less obvious more i mean more obvious would be make sure that they point arrows at exactly where you need to go at all times i mean it's really if you played any kind of platformer it is it is mindless like you can do it without even thinking about it it's just pure it's mindless yeah but, uh, go ahead no, but I think this all comes down to the question, like, why do people play video games in the first place? Because, I mean, if you want to look at, like, the history of difficulty in video games, it all starts with the arcade machines. And the whole point of the game being difficult then, was to keep you popping quarters in. So entirely, the, the, the whole the whole mechanism existed as a way to get you to keep paying money. Now, if you look at the industry, the whole reason the games are so simple is because if a game gets too difficult – why you don't, you don't you don't buy any of the DLC? You don't you don't. There's there's no benefit to the developer if a game is difficult and you get frustrated, so, you give up because if anything, you're going to take the game back to GameStop and trade it in. So, so then tell me why it's easy so that you'll actually play through it, get your entire money's worth out of it, and play the ten hours, get the DLC, play another three hours, and at least they can get as much as they can out of you because the game is accessible now. So then why is Super Mario Galaxy so, like, harder than every other platformer? Than- and because popular. Miyamoto doesn't care about that. <laughs> <laughs> like, then tell me, well, tell me why Galaxy well, 2 like- was so god dang hard. Because, that because- game was also made for kids. Predominantly Mario's made for kids, let's because- be honest. <laughs> because Miyamoto doesn't – Miyamoto and Nintendo don't think like a gaming company. They don't act like a gaming company. It's killing <laughs> them right now. Bl- it's killing is, them right now because is... the Wii U is doing terrible. Are but you serious? Because when, so was the last, when was the last time Zelda had DLC that we were all excited about? It Never, doesn't need it doesn't DLC because it's a complete no, game. It's no good. game needs DLC. It's no it's game hard, needs DLC. But, you, but Nintendo n- – n- Nintendo does not act like a gaming company. They they're the they one the company. Original, they are the, the original gaming company. No, let me finish. Let me, let me finish. They're the one gaming company where all they care about is the quality of the game and the experience for the end user, and that has trumped everything that they've ever you know every, every decision that they've made. That's what it's always been about. That's why they don't have DLC. That's why they don't charge for anything beyond the actual game. And so their games are pure. Games. I feel like every other like game, every other game that we're talking about, Ubisoft, U- you know, Ubisoft with Assassin's Creed or, or you know, Activision with Call of Duty. All they care about is making money, and the game is secondary to that. And so the mechanics of the game are dictated by how we can monetize this. And so why are games getting easier? Because they make more money that way. And that's the end of the discussion. And that's the end of the discussion, folks. <laughs> Have a nice day. <laughs> Well, you make an excellent point, Nick, but um, I'm just that doesn't mean that it's it's right, it's it's the right way to go. Like, I'll agree. That's how it is. But that's <laughs> no, not... that's complete. That's I feel like we're having like a good guy Mario and douchebag 
everybody else moment here. <laughs> pretty much like, is. It pretty much is. Which is, and you're right. It's not the way that it should be, and it's sad. And that's why I think the 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 the, the struggles of the Wii U, and it, it, it I'm it's I'm struggling oh, not to call okay. it a failure let's, at this point. But the struggles you are so heartbreaking because Nintendo is that last bastion of of goodness in this otherwise evil gaming world where everybody's all about taking your money. No, let's be honest with you. All they have to do is drop a Mario and a Zelda, and people will. I hope so. It. I hope and I pray. <laughs> <laughs> like, come on! Like we, uh, it's, it's a little, we all know. Fucking just drop a Zelda and Mario to Super Smash Brothers. Okay, we sales just went up. But anyway, that's that's not what we're talking about right now. But yeah, it kind of. I hate. To, I agree with Nick. That's how it is. But it's really shitty that that's what we've gotten to. Yes. It is. It, it's. It is shame. Like, I'm. I'm not gonna argue the fact that that's why they're doing it. But we're here com- to complain about it, not justify it. Like. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm gonna bitch and moan about it. Doesn't mean he's gonna change it though. Yeah. Like, this thing, like you know, it's 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 a shame and it's killing. Uh, so it's not killing gaming. I, mean, I don't want to be that dramatic. I don't want to be that guy. But I would love to have something with more of a challenge. And I think that's where indie games come in. Like indie games definitely scratch that. Niche, that, that itch for me where if I want like, I, you know a challenge a game I, could, I can find any game like you know I was playing Stealth Bastard a couple days ago and I, I love that game have you, have you played it? no it's like no. a stealth platforming game it's awesome it's a stealth about, platforming puzzle game what about Called, that Rise of the Ninja thing or whatever that came out oh Mark of the Ninja yeah Mark of the Ninja and see that was challenging too but Stealth Bastard like, Mark of the Ninja is not about puzzles Stealth Bastard is, and it's called Stealth Bastard. It's an awesome game. <laughs> I gotta admit, I do I do like the bastard in the title. Yeah, Stealth. I think bastard. he like it's just curses, like honestly. <laughs> I like arrogant bastard ale for the same reason. Arrogant bastard ale. Oh is that God. real? That's real, yeah. It's really depressing. Stone Brewery. Give them uh, a shout out on the Mashcast. <laughs> feel, feel free to send me beer. Yeah, because they're listening. Their list, they better be. <laughs> I'll email this to their PR rep. <laughs> yeah, send me free stuff. Send me free stuff. Yeah, but like, you know, like, and I, I don't know, I guess maybe, maybe that'll just be a way it's like, you know, a lot of the harder core may start, because, you know, indie isn't what it used to be. Indie used to mean shitty graphics and, you know, maybe like a weird title. Well, yeah, but now we call it shitty retro. Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's so retro. Oh my yeah, God. like you know, like but it doesn't necessarily mean that anymore because of the tools that they're that they're able to use, like you you know, uh, Crytek Engine, Unreal Tech, you know, stuff like that. So with the stuff they're coming out with, that's like you know, games that are still games. They're not just an experience, but you know, you actually you actually play the game. You know, like as opposed to just go along for the ride, which a lot of games feel like. But you, you're just I, interacting with the media. But why at you, do in, no? But why do indie developers have this luxury that that the major game developers don't? And it's it's the it's the development budget. An indie developer can make a game that's difficult that they know maybe only you know like a fraction of a percent of the total gaming community is going to be able to play, going to actually enjoy, and they can still make a profit off that because it doesn't cost them that much to actually make the game. And as long as they get that fraction of one percent to completely invest in their game. Then they're golden, but what the, the the you know the AAA developers, the Activisions, and the EAs, they need their games to be as easy as possible, so they can be accessible to the widest audience as possible, so they can make back all those millions of dollars they spend in development, and more so in marketing. Rip Dead Space. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, I mean, I, I can, I can, from a from a business standpoint, of course, it makes tons of sense. I'm not, I'm not going to sit here and refute that. But as a gamer, as somebody, as a gaming enthusiast, like I, can, I don't even want to, I can't even really say gamer anymore because I consider everybody a gamer. I'm a game enthusiast. Even people <laughs> okay. that play solitaire. Yeah, people that play solitaire, are not gamers. Sorry. <laughs> but yeah, for game enthusiasts, so people who love to play games for the, you know, for the challenge and overcoming those challenges and so really you know, so you don't you don't even consider call of duty players to be game enthusiasts no they're like like people who they're like people who play madden yearly and all they play is madden they're people who play call of duty yearly and all they play is call of duty you are not a gamer we had this conversation before i know what makes you a gamer <laughs> playing one game no like you need no, to make you a call of duty player that doesn't exactly. make you a, that, that makes you a madden player that doesn't make you a, you know exactly so uh, oh, it, it's it, it's a sad it's a it's a sad state of affairs, but it's not going anywhere because it's making tons of money. And, uh, people complaining about it and until people because people complain about Call of Duty yearly, and then go buy it anyway. <laughs> you know, I think Black Ops Two was the first one that they actually had a little bit a, a, a small hit on. Excuse me on. Uh, revenue. It didn't sell as well as they thought it would. It's a shame because Black Ops 2, the single player, was actually really good. I'm not going to say really good. It was good. (laughs) But the sad thing is, you know, that that just means that any improvements that were made, they're going to look at as detriments to the series, and so the next game is just entirely going to be on rails again. Exactly. Blow everything up. And just don't let the player fire. Just fire whenever an enemy comes on screen automatically. They're gonna have those ga- those guns from Colonial Marines that automatically lock on. I feel like the ultimate well, the ultimate evolution of uh, of Call of Duty is just like a bunch of quick time events where you just nuke everything <laughs> with one button. With one button, yeah, maybe two. But well, no, two button presses. Maybe you launch two nukes because the game has to have at least two stages, right? <laughs> oh my god, I thought it was three. No, anyways. Yeah. So. Uh, oh well. well, I guess we we talked we talked that one up. I mean, this is what I I mean I don't I mean, honestly this is why I don't play shooters very much anymore. Uh, we should play insurgency. I'll I won't I'll make sure you don't die too much. I'll die like a bitch. I haven't played a shooter in so fucking long. Just, just like I play single player campaign shooters now, just because then like I like Far Cry Three was is the most recent shooter I've played and like I don't play multiplayer I play single player on most of my shooters nowadays because I just it's all fucking Call of Duty and I don't want to deal with it alright well so you play come, come play insurgency with me I'll I'll, I'll protect you <laughs> have like Jarrett like standing in front of me just say sit there don't move if you <laughs> see something maybe shoot you're it just or not bullets, you just hear a bunch of uh, shots in the background I'm like okay it's safe now come on Mike that, that's Yay. impressive because he can be shot at from more than four lanes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's true. So, okay, so let's, we'll wrap this one up. Uh, thank you for listening, of course. Uh, as always, you can catch us on SoundCloud, which is soundcloud.com slash mash those buttons. Catch us on iTunes, uh, which, you know, if you want the podcast dropped directly into your iTunes. Uh, we are on twitter.com slash mtb site, facebook.com slash mash those buttons, and youtube.com slash mash those buttons. We're also on Stitcher Smart Radio f- for your iOS and Android devices uh, if you want to stream the podcast. Uh, we typically do uh, regular podcasts. Every Thursday they're released. Yeah, this, this podcast is going to come out between seasons. So usually Thursdays, most of the time in the morning. 
depends if I'm a, how quickly I'm able to put it up. But yeah, Thursday mornings, we typically try to put it up. So make sure you check out the regular MASHcast. Uh, but like I said, thank you for listening, and we will catch you guys next time. Thank you, Stone Brewery. Have a great weekend. <laughs> Y'all have a good weekend. <laughs> <laughs> Later. Later. See you.